0: Andrew here for Severe MMA. The pride of Limerick. The young man named Sean Sheehan. The Severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. I see them coming up and they're getting their shot. and
1: I'm proud that people are coming up with me.
0: Hello there. Episode 56 of the Severe MMA podcast is finally here. Brought to you as always in association with BeanieBasher.com. It's a fun, addictive hand-eye coordination tool... For martial artists of any discipline, as long as they're striking involved, head on over to beaniebasher. dot com. It's only ten pounds. You will get worldwide shipping. We've had people from all all corners of the states looking for them, Sean, in the last week, asking, yeah. "Is there worldwide shipping? Beanie basher do worldwide shipping?" I'd say they're. Uh, Relatively happy that they've uh, come on board onto, onto Team Severe MMA, considering the traffic we had in the last week, which we're gonna, uh, we'll are gonna we discuss about that a little bit later on in the show. But if you want to get in touch as soon as you hear anything on this podcast, maybe that you don't like, that you agree with, or you think these lads should never be allowed to have a podcast on the air again, then please do not hesitate to get in touch. Send us a tweet at Severe MMA Pod. He's at Sean Sheehan BA, and I am at Andrew McGann underscore. Now... In case you've been living under a rock, in case you did not fall for the clickbait traps about, oh no, something has happened, Conor McGregor's title fight at UFC 196, we've got bad news, ladies and gentlemen. Rafael De is out with a reported broken foot. We still do not know as of the time of recording of this podcast, 3pm on Tuesday, the 23rd of February, if Conor McGregor has a replacement opponent yet or not, or if indeed anyone will be stepping in. Uh, we do have a special video edition, an immediate reaction, myself, Sean Sheehan, Peter Carroll, and joined, gate crashed, you could say, by Bleacher Reports' Jeremy Botter, um, of us with our immediate reaction on that. But, Sean, for the audio listeners of the Severe MMA podcast, give us your immediate reaction, please. Also, welcome. Thank you. Wait, Thank no, you, not a fucking mission are we talking about MMA first? Yeah. Shane O'Mac, back yes, in Shana?
1: the WWE, yeah? I was I was so happy. This, I was up really early this morning. Here comes uh, the money. Yeah, my plans were kind of scuppered this morning. I, I had a few things to do, but they fell through. So I, what did I do? I threw on Monday Night Raw. Shane on my favourite ever, came back. Money, I, money, 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 yeah. money, 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 money. It took away the depression of breaking my toe last night. First just, of all,
0: you did not break your toe. Did you? Brought, come? My,
1: y- your toe is not broken. My toe is broken.
0: I broke my toe. My back is broken.
1: It's spinal. I actually, <laughs> spinal. Did I actually, I looked it up and it said, there's nothing you can do for a broken toe, just no heat anyway, so it's fine.
0: It's true. Jiu-Jitsu, I could I could have told you that. Jiu-Jitsu lifestyle, cold toes on a mats. Oh, stubbed toes are the worst. Some guy yeah, in my gym actually John jones himself last year. Really? Like se- Oh, yeah, broken. like separated it away. Oh, it was ouch. nuts. I nearly puked and fainted.
1: <laughs> Not I, at I, the I same time. My, oh. I've stubbed my toe plenty of times before, but nothing was like this. I'd, I woke up in the middle of the night. And I was in pain, and it was fucking swollen, and it's still swollen. It's definitely broken, I have um I've never broken anything, actually. I thought you broke a finger there recently in jiu-jitsu, didn't you? Just,
0: my fingers are gone to shit, Like, but there's never been a clean break. You know, they're, they, they get injured, they get twinged, they get dislocated out of joints, out of place, and they can go all over the place, but... Look, I I've avoided a clean break thus far.
1: Yeah, I me mean, neither. I've never really broken anything apart from my toe, which is broken.
0: So, in order to celebrate the day that's in it, a massive happy birthday to Graham from Severe MMA. Happy birthday, Graham. Graham hates the word birthday. He hates uh, he hates really anyone knowing ending personal about him at all, doesn't he? No, no, no. He hates the concept of happy birthday. Oh, does he? I didn't know that. Yeah, no, does because. What is it over? Is it over when you were actually conceived or something? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. He just... just... He hates happy birthday. I think he calls it happy day of birth. Or happy something. Like, oh, I can't remember. Without even knowing
1: Graham hated birthdays, I knew he'd hate birthdays. Oh, yeah.
0: No, completely. (laughs) Like, and being able to... Like, everybody should tweet at Severe MMA. Happy birthday, Graham, Because it will drive him nuts. I'm going to do it right now in the hope of... um... In the hope other people will do it. We'll we'll spur it on. Um, As you do that, though, I have to let you know, red apple wreath is what we have in the room today. I've lit the candle, folks. The candle is lit. Get your grandmothers to do it as well, your nannies and grandas. Light the candle that Conor McGregor stays on the UFC 196 card.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he might
0: do that. What are you laughing at?
1: (laughs) I was laughing. I thought it was all, you know, I was like, oh, sure, that fight's already gone. What are you talking about? But no, he could actually stay on it. Uh, I suppose we might as well get into it, right? (sighs) Ah,
0: Jesus. Like, I've got, I, do I have any run-ins with the police that I'm forgetting about in the last week? PSNI? Oh, yeah, they rang me. Oh, did they? Yeah, no, they rang me last week. Um... So, remember when my car was broken into and my driving license was stolen? I sure do. Oh, yeah. Was that in... uh, That was like back in in October. No, it was in the South. All right. So, I got uh, four voicemails the other day when I woke up and I checked them, the first two were a Garda or a PSNI officer from up near Newry looking, saying that they have my driving license. And I was like, no, you don't. I have my driving license. So then I assumed it was a ruse by the PSNI, Sean. Mm. I said, the PSNI listen to the Severe MA podcast. They hear this arrogant prick gloating over how he avoided us, how we can't keep him. And they're trying to get me to walk in to the PSNI station and hand myself in. I can assume that is the only w- that's that's the only logical explanation to this.
1: Yeah. Or so or
0: maybe or maybe the person who broke into my car was from the north and they found the license. Oh, what do you think is more likely? I
1: said the fellow is from <laughs> N- N- I would say highly highly
0: likely. Highly likely. Yeah. Um yeah. so that was that's actually all my only run-ins with law enforcement over the last week. No other crack. I actually think we may be forced to s- discuss, because of the topics, because of the day that's in it, because oh. of the heartbreaking news. Unfortunately, we're going to have to get straight in six minutes, not too bad, into oh. some mixed martial arts discussion. There's actually
1: people giving out this us last week over too much. People hate the soccer talk. Jesus. We, we yeah, no, talk don't get me anymore. wrong.
0: I like. I do have a football jersey on me right now. And Arsenal against Barcelona tonight is going to be a great Mm, match. Um, But unfortunately, you know, the passion for the cause takes over. Myself and Dave Fogarty heading on another wee road trip this evening up to next generation, Balamina, uh, to talk to a couple of the guys that are going to be competing at the Bama car this weekend. Usher, look, fear not, you guys. (laughs) UFC 196, who cares? We still have Bama this
1: weekend. Yeah, exactly. Tyrone Swang will be there. Luke Barnett will be there. Oh, yeah. Team captains. That's all you want. (sighs) Anyway,
0: so as we as we discussed a little bit already, Rafael Dos Anjos
1: broke his leg, pulled out of the fight, broke his foot. I broke my thorn. I still showed up here. Look at that. That's commitment. (laughs) Dos Anjos has
0: absolutely no excuse not to show up to the fight. Mm -hmm. And do you know what though? I hope it's a bad break of his foot. Ah, Andrew, you mean? I (laughs) let me finish. I well, hope it's a bad break of his foot because the details will come out of the injury, yeah. and if it's something that he <clears throat> maybe possibly could have fought on, he's put himself right back in Connor's firing line and internet hate from McGregor fans, Irish fans, any sort of people that are annoyed at this event falling through.
1: I uh, uh, will. I'd say it's something bad like, for it to pull out on me. Well. He wouldn't have pulled out. This is the biggest payday of his life. Like he's not going to pull out unless it's something. Or you know, he's doing he's what Aldo
0: gonna did, out. and he's going to make it an even bigger payday
1: of his life for the next time. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Do you, do you reckon? I I don't think so. Though, somehow. I don't. I don't think he's one of those guys. Although now the fight might will probably take place in UFC two hundred. <sighs>
0: UFC one nine nine, and then UFC <laughs> two hundred is Connor, again.
1: Yeah, but. Who do you think, anyway? We talked about it in the other one, but I suppose Nate Diaz is the most logical one to step in. He's the one he's the one that can draw numbers. They need people to, you know, they need to draw this card. This is one of their big cards you wonder as Bell as Bellator call him tinball, uh events. They're putting a lot of money into it. They need pay-per-view numbers for this uh, card and you know, Nate Diaz is the man Ariel tweeted, Frank Edgar can't do it. So uh, I think it'll probably be Ned Diaz on this unless, unless he can't do it either. But who do you think are the other options? Do you think it'll be Diaz as well? I I can't see it being
0: anyone other than Diaz. It was the fight that was rumoured before. It was on the table. It's the most sellable fight at such a short notice. Um I think it's a more could even be more interesting than a Dos Anjos fight outside of the fact that there was a uh, title there was a title on the line in the DeSanos fight. So if Conor McGregor had to just fight someone randomly and no title was included in the picture, Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz is going to do an infinitely better attraction in my opinion than Conor versus Rafael Dosanjos. When it comes down to it though, there are like someone like Tony Ferguson is someone I'd love or just open it up a little bit more. If you want to really keep Conor on the card, put him in at a 165 catchweight. Do you know what I mean or a 170? Uh, a 170 pound fight and have a 155 Or go up and meet him there Do you know what I mean It's not beyond the realm of possibility That Connor could get up to just underneath 170 Between now and the fight um, Or even 165 or 160 There is a plethora of guys In fact even Don't even do that Make them get to 155 Because Connor is the money fight As Jeremy Botter said earlier on in the other show uh, Donald Cerrone is the one guy who you think, okay, we need someone to cut down to one fifty five on such short notice. Cerrone is probably one of the only guys who could do it. I do believe Nate Diaz could do it as well, but do you know? Maybe, maybe we're in for a complete surprise. Do you know, maybe there is something else coming. Eddie Alvarez, Anthony Pettis, Khabib rising from the dead, Michael Johnson, Tony Ferguson couple of guys up in 155 that would relish the chance to fight conor mcgregor regardless of the notice because of the payday that would come with it so it's definitely going to be an interesting 24 hours because tomorrow night there was meant to be the ufc 196 media conference call at 11 p.m and also there was meant to be open workouts in la as well tomorrow so i think we're going to see an answer to this sooner rather than later how How sooner do you think
1: Heart By the end of this podcast. The Irish people are going to be that have paid. I actually don't think there's that many people who have actually paid for it. Because, you know, we discussed it in the other one. And, you know, you know, I always saw loads of people saying, oh, I'm booked to go to the fight and stuff. I haven't really seen much of it this time. Maybe it's because McGregor already had, has the belt. And a lot of people might be thinking, oh, this is kind of just another fight. And although it's for a super fight, it means a lot to the MMA fans and stuff. But, you know, the majority of people going out there aren't, you know, they're kind of... They do it for the the crack, kind of, you know, they're not, I don't think there's that many, you know, there's obviously a good few, you know, big MMA fans in Ireland, but a lot of people going out there, just kind of going for the trip and stuff. So, I don't know, you know, it's a uh, funny time of the year and stuff. And the Euros. Yeah. Do you think McGregor takes that into account? Is there any chance he he doesn't fight? Uh, You know... I'd probably say not. I say there's ninety nine percent chance he will fight in the card. They'll find someone to, to replace him. If it was someone else, they'd probably not fight. Pull him. They'd, yeah, they'd probably pull pull and just have the the super fight on UFC two hundred. I think that'd be the wise move. Like that super, you know. I want you. I want to see keep that super fight uh, going. We don't get too many of them in in the UFC. But um, what do you think?
0: I see where you're coming from. The UFC yeah. have been stung By the prospect Of amazing super fights Before in the past Not coming to fruition So From that point of view Yeah Also Look at it from a revenue point of view The money that Conor McGregor Can take in for the UFC Is not something That you want to kind of Pass off and wait until July I know they're a Multi-million dollar company A multi-billion dollar company And um, If I could If I could use the play on words It's what's best For business mm. Shane O'Mac what yes. about when he dropped that hammer on Stephanie last night? Exactly. Beautiful. Oh, I, that was the best Beautiful.
1: Ever. McGregor versus the Undertaker, is that what you're saying?
0: I, I think it could go that way, WrestleMania mm. personally. Undertaker's ground game, highly overrated. Um, go, go, play. go, go play he is him, a, He's a go, go, platter on him and a triangle choke. I think Connor should be okay to get out of that. It's the dead man's intensity, you know, not the fact that he can't be killed.
1: Yeah. He's
0: been set in coffins, he's been buried alive. Coffin set ablaze. The Undertaker still finds a way to come back and win every single time. That would be going up
1: to super heavyweight, though. It's a big risk, isn't
0: it? A very big risk. But I think aside from the uh, a theoretical match that may or may never happen, because the Undertaker would have been a badass MMA fighter had he pursued that instead of uh, mixed martial arts. I do think that Connor stays on this card for what it's worth. I think that uh, for himself. Like, he is going to get paid regardless. Do you know what I mean? And in his eyes, in his mind, they're all easy fights. They're all, he is all so much better than them. He's going to be able to come in and dictate it. To be honest, like, it's, there isn't really anyone at 155 that I would give a massive chance over Connor on short notice. Yeah. Fair enough. Some guys that are in a camp for McGregor and training for McGregor and focused on a Conor McGregor. But being thrown in there on less than two weeks'
1: notice is a big, big ask. Yeah, I've always said it. I think, like, Dasanios is a tough fight. But I think the only one who I'd definitely pick to beat McGregor at under, you know, 155-145 is Habib. And on short notice, you know, Diaz on short notice. I wouldn't pick Diaz with a full camp. And McGregor on short notice, like, I wouldn't, you know... There's tough fights. Okay, if you have someone like Tony Ferguson and Charlo, Ch- Ch- Norris, that's a kind of a tough enough fight for McGregor, um, because of his style. But if you're two, you know, Cerrone, Diaz, they're the two most likely ones, and I think they're probably the two best fights for McGregor, even though he's pre- been preparing for a totally different style. So that's why we were talking. You know, we were talking about Frank Yeager as well on the on the other um, on the video podcast. But Ariel obviously reported that he won't be doing it. That would have been a good time for. Um, for McGregor to meet him as well, because he's a similar enough, you know, type of style to Dos Anjos. Different, but you know, it's wrestling. You know, McGregor would have been working on his wrestling, working on a you know big striker um, and stuff as well. So, you know, it's, it's a it's a different one, a difficult one for the fans that are going over. Obviously, you'd hope he'd stay on it himself. He'd probably want to stay on it because you know he, he loves making uh, loves making big money, and he won't want to pass up the chance to make big money, probably with. A camp already in his backpack, camped on and over, and finished with and all. Um, so it's you know, it's just an unfortunate situation. But we'll probably get a fight, you know, Cerrone Diaz or, or yeah, Cerrone against McGregor or McGregor against Diaz. You know, I, I watched him. I just saw on Facebook. I don't know if it's true or not, Sean. Yeah? Six
0: out of the twelve scheduled opponents for Conor McGregor in the UFC have pulled out. Uh, let's. Just think about it. who. But sure, he wouldn't fight? have had twelve fights. No. So I don't know. Maybe it's. I don't know. Maybe that's just someone getting it wrong. But Andy
1: Ogle pulled out. Andy Ogle pulled out. Cold Miller pulled out. Cold Miller pulled out. Uh, Josie Aldo pulled out. The uh, Años pulled out. So only four. Uh, who was he? Was see, Was he supposed to fight someone else the time he fought Seaver? Poirier, I don't think. No. Brando, yeah. yeah oh wow. Well. There's a lot of pull-outs
0: maybe well he's had a lot of I suppose you can count his replacements as well so then in terms of fights changing from what they were originally booked to be so you can kind of go for a two for one on that but I am I'm not going to lie Sean I'm a little bit devastated but I'm also a little bit relieved at least from the uh, from the point of view that I had been a dickhead and not booked my flight yet so I was actually going to book it this morning and only for I was training and then we had to record the podcast I hadn't time to sit down and be able to book a flight so I do think that Conor will stay on the card. I do think I'm going to end up in Las Vegas. But these sort of things, like, you have to worry now. How many guys are, are going to pull out of a Conor McGregor fight instead of risk fighting injured because it it
1: is worth that much money to their life? It's You, you think it would be kind of the other way around. You think there'd be lads fighting injured. Yeah, they'd be willing yeah. to fight injured. Yeah, look... I tell every plenty of takers to take the fight chart notice. You know, this is the big money fight, especially for a guy like Cerrone. You know, Cerrone's just had his title shot, and you know he's not getting back into one anytime soon. It's his quickest way to get back into one if he beat Connor. Mm. Although, if he beats Connor, yeah. So, and even if he doesn't, this is bigger than any title shot he's going to get anyway. So, he'd make a lot of money out of this. So, As Chuck Minn and just just tweeted there. This, it's the red Panty lottery, right, going on right about now. The first one. It, 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 I hate saying bad things about him, but the first one I kind of pulled out of it was Frankie Edgar again. The la- Do you remember the last time as well? He went deathly silent when it was McGregor on sharp notice. So, you know, it's a bit weird. I think he wants McGregor and he's, and he's full of on which, well, you know, in fairness, that's, that's fair Frankie enough. Frankie is like, apparently but. injured.
0: He, I know he's gone. Yeah, I know. He yeah. is in Brazil at the minute with uh, with Henzo Gracie. Yeah. So, uh, two pals of mine, you know, from the yeah. brain days. Uh Tony Ferguson, that's <laughs> why you and Tony in there as well. Me, Tony, Frankie and Henzo, probably the uh, the four horsemen of MMA at the moment. Um if you look at it though, I ah, I, uh, all of these people saying that they want it now the opportunity comes up, Sean, and there isn't anyone really jumping up to, to say that they'll take it. When Connor when Aldo pulled out the last time before the Mendes fight, maybe it's just the time difference in the States and a time difference of when we're recording this right now. Pretty quiet from one fifty fivers. One forty fivers seem to have a lot of balls. All of them wanted it.
1: Yeah, it's You you know it's it's tough as all well because you know it's early in the morning and so Our lads up. What's you know? <laughs> I know that's a weird thing to say, but <sighs> I just don't know what's going to happen. Like don't know. Unfortunately, no
0: matter who Conor McGregor fights, it will pale in comparison to the ultimate spectacular fight that was Kimbo Slice versus Data five zero zero
1: zero. We're going straight into it, are we?
0: We're going deep.
1: Do you want my rant? Do you want do you want it? Are you ready I don't Is know. Ready for? Wait a minute. Go
0: on. I'm lubing myself up. <laughs> no I'm <not>. go on. <laughs> okay. Hit me with it. Right. Wait, let me blow out the candle to set the mood.
1: <laughs> I like the sound. Okay. I've been waiting for this. Right. Here's the first thing I need to say, right is people seem to be justifying this Bellator card and this fight especially this fight and and the co- and the main event as well because they bring good ratings to Bellator, right? P- people are justifying it they got what was it, 2.4 million viewers. If you want to do that fair enough, but I don't think you should be doing that in my opinion. Your opinion on a fight and your like for something should be based on your wants and your needs, not the needs of Bellator. You know they could put on some fight between a fucking you know a baboon and a and a sheep and get to you know two point eight million viewers. Would you like that? Is that you? Know, is that MMA? Is it? No. no. <laughs> and this bullshit isn't MMA either. You know, fair enough, Kimball, He's put in time and stuff. Not too much by the fucking looks of him. Dada was taken off the streets, basically, never trained a day in his life, couldn't hit a fucking bag, looked like, as Jeremy Bonner put it, looked like me, dead and drunk, hitting a fucking bag. The worst fighter I've ever seen, come into MMA, not a day's training, had to cut 40 pounds. I honestly think he didn't know he had to make 265, and they told him that week when he showed up, and then they made him cut a shitload of weight. Then he goes in, has the worst fight ever seen, at one stage he lies down on the ground, at another stage Kimball lies down on the ground, so tired, and in, he collapses, and his fucking lungs nearly burst out of his chest. Taken to hospital, critical condition, nearly dies. And uh, you know, and they they let this happen. They promoted this, and they're happy about it. Why are you letting the Texas Athletic Commission off the hook here? I'm I'm about to to do it. Bellator, Not all Bellator's fault. It's it's Bellator and the Texas Commission are fucking despicable. I wrote about it before it happened, so this isn't revisionist history. And we said it last week. How can you let a guy like Daphir Harris fight? He, he'd cut 40 pounds, and he's never cut weight before, and you're letting him fight against a guy like Kimbo Slice who has a professional record, has been fighting for six or seven years. How do you let Ken Shamrock fight? A guy who's over 50, comes in looking like fucking Mr. Olympia, a former pro wrestler, and we know what pro damage pro wrestlers take, you let Heist Gracie fight with no hand wraps on. You let you you give the prospect of him fighting in a gi. He could have fought in a gi if he wanted to. And Bellator allowed this. Bellator allowed guys to come in and fight with, with no hand wraps. They they have fifty five or fifty two year old guys or whatever fighting. They have these idiots off the street who you know can't draw a punch fighting. And they expect us to like it just because it gives them good ratings. No, I refuse to do that. I, I you know people. If you want to do that, that's your prerogative. But I don't think that should be your prerogative. Your your prerogative should be what lo, what you like, not what Bellator like.
0: Wow, Tots. Sassy Tots. as fuck. <laughs> I think Scott Coker is like the more successful, established version of John Ferguson because he like his mannerisms, everything about him. It's just like this is Cage contender on steroids. Everything about Bellator is Cage contender on steroids, and I'm just like. That would be that would have been the funniest thing. Like, that's what could have happened for Irish MMA. Like, we could have had these freak shows. We could have had Jeff Monson coming over. We could have had Neil Wayne coming back over. Like, that was probably one of the most physically exhausting fights I've ever seen since Neil Wayne fought for that heavyweight title fight against Colin Robinson. And it was the funniest thing that I've ever watched in my life. No dis- well, full disrespect intended, I suppose, the two out of shape heavyweights that had no business being in the in the cage at the time. But you know, as a seventeen-year-old, eighteen-year-old at an Irish MMA event, it was it was a hilarious thing to watch. But
1: that, that can happen as well at the weekend. Like Potter was there; he was. Oh laughing yeah, it can happen Luke, outside like, the chip,
0: Chippy yeah. as well.
1: But um, like even guys like Luke Thomas were there, at, and he like he wouldn't be a guy who get taken away by that. And he kind of even was himself. I think a lot of people are kind of taken away by this. Yeah, it's, it's, I it's I a have weird one, phenomenon.
0: I have one issue with it. Right, go on. And Graham uh, retweeted it on the Severe account. I think it was Suzanne Davies. Yeah. Uh, tweeted, I hope Kimbo is okay, I hope that is okay so we can go back to laughing at him.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's pretty much, like literally, because I was at work and I was kind of scrolling through it on Twitter and I was reading it. I actually was sitting out in the car uh, reading the live play-by-play on Twitter instead of watching the, f- the fight. Because I figured, I'd, if something happens, I'll be able to see it here quicker. So, it literally was like a bunch of media members sitting around in a corner Like, extras from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like, gleefully clapping their hands at this creation that had been born in front of them. And not a single person seemed to care at the fact that if this fight goes on any longer, number one, he's probably going to need to go to hospital. And number two, a fight like this should never, ever, 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 ever happen again in mixed martial arts.
1: But at the time,
0: no one... Well. Maybe, uh, I, maybe I missed your tweet, Sean. Did you see
1: but my article? I wrote an article before it even happened.
0: A lot of it, <laughs> predicting the future. Nostradamus rhubarb sheehan here, ladies and gentlemen. I
1: said
0: it. Um, But, but to me, like that was a bit like... Every, it's like double standards. Do you know what I mean? It was like, oh, this is brilliant. This is an exhibition. It's so funny, Kimbo. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, no, actually, this guy is hurt. This guy is not well. He's not fit. He's cut a ridiculous amount of weight. Bellator have put this... Uh, ...out there to be received. The Texas Athletic Commission were the ones stupid enough to let it even happen. Do you know what I mean? So then you're asking yourself, is there bribery going on? Is there something going on?
1: I know that they're just awful. They don't need to be bribed. They're so terrible.
0: Like, I, I don't understand how athletic commissions... Not that I know anything about how they run... But Nevada can do it. California can do it. What is it? Why can't Texas and or Pennsylvania... Just copy those two commissions And say okay This is how these do it Because we saw it as well At UFC uh, Pittsburgh Was it Pittsburgh? UFC Pittsburgh this uh, yeah. At the weekend Yeah That's um, And Pittsburgh is in Pennsylvania Yeah Sure is Is that where Kurt Angle's from? Don't know Pittsburgh Pennsylvania Some wrestler was always from Pittsburgh Pennsylvania um, And Why are like? Is it just like Oh no we do it this way This is how we do it We're going to do it this way if
1: not, It's not for me if the viewing figures from that fight taught us anything that there's no shortage of fucking idiots in America anyway. So uh no offense to anyone from America, listening. Yeah. Maybe a few of them on on the Texas Commission. But I just need to go back to again this whole point about, you know, because it's getting ratings, it's okay. If this fight happened on a Russian stream, or if this fight happened at Vinator, it would be Sneer at the way Mickey Rourke was sneer at. Remember Mickey Rourke fought that idiot, um, the homeless guy that they paid money, and it, people sneer at that. Like Jeff Monson, as you, you picked up, he fights over in Russia. People sneer at that. You know, if if this, that a five thousand versus was happening, it'd be the same thing. But because it's on American television and because it's drawing good numbers, because these idiots will sit down and watch this fight, you know, gleefully watch it. That that's okay. That's that's not how ethics work. That's not how sports work. And I know this is a, a funny thing because a lot of people say it's not sport anyway. You know, MMA is not a sport. It's all entertainment. And, you know, that's, that's a fair enough argument if you want to make that. But for me, MMA is a sport as soon as it gets into the ring or into the octagon. Outside of it, it's fair enough. Entertainment, all things go... People need to promote whatever. But once that door closes, if it's not sport, I'm not happy watching it. To be honest, and that wasn't sport. That data five thousand Kimbo Slice fight, that was that was like an exhibition of just ignorance. It was you know it was it was terrible. It was uncomfortable to watch. Like okay, it was funny and stuff, whatever. But <laughs> this is the second biggest promotion in the world, and it's sad that they have to you know they have to do this to get to get their their viewers. But the thing is should they be doing it to get their viewers like should they be stooping this low and for me i don't think they should to be honest uh, look if, if they can't do business properly maybe they just shouldn't do business at all that, that's how I, Ooh, that's why I, I don't know because i
0: still live in a fantasy world where i'll get to watch mixed martial arts in a ring where someone grabbing the bottom rope means the submission hold has to be released because i think that's an absolute money idea so I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of I see where you're coming from and I I do agree with you but you know there is always going to be freak shows do you know what I mean there's always going yeah, to be that's
1: okay it, but the freak as I should have wrote my article the freak shows becoming the whole show for Bellator yeah, and that's so not up I
0: I think where you're coming from and where I can see you're coming from is that why have these hard working underpaid underappreciated athletes lower down in the bill getting less promotion than these guys that are going yeah, to just ruin it it's forever. It's not even
1: that. They, aren't, they don't even exist anymore. Like, they're not promoting. Like, where was Michael Sander or Will Brooks on that card at the weekend? Like, where was Michael Ville Page? Will Brooks fucking... was probably
0: standing outside the UFC's offices <laughs> <laughs> wondering <laughs> why they're
1: not calling him back. When Scott Coker came in, I said this in Mark, when he came in, it was all, you know, this hope that, you know, it might be a turnaround for Bellator. Even if these fights happen, we know, you know, we've seen him do it in the past. Maybe he can promote other guys from it. Like, he had the freak shows in Strikeforce and stuff. Not as bad, but he also had guys then like Daniel Cormier, Luke Luke um, Rockhold, Ronda Rousey coming through. Where where are those guys in Bellator? Like he's getting rid of people like that. Like he's turning down the chance to sign Aljamain Sterling. Like he basically is signing guys. You know, the only guys he's signing are guys that can kind of keep the place going. Like Vincent Anderson, he can fight a two way classes. Phil Davis probably the same. And and he's putting these other ones, these. You know old men fights. There's talk about Sean Gannon, the guy that Kimbo Buff- Slice fought on YouTube for his next fight. What? Yeah, no. That's going to be the next headline. No, James uh, uh, Quinn McDonough. Yeah, James Quinn McDonough. that needs to happen. Would you watch that yeah, now, Sean? Because you sure know he—he's he he a brawler. You don't have to watch them. I watched. I watched a uh, James Quinn McDonough uh, bare knuckle boxing match, and he would beat the living shit out of Kimbo Buff- Slice. He's w- like, he's better than Kimbo Buff- Slice. He's better than that. that man can actually fight, like out of 5,000 is, uh, you know, he's not a fighter, it, you know, I, it was just terrible, terrible, awful, terrible, uh, think of the, think of the was it terrible, terrible, what did you think of the main event anyway, I thought that wasn't half as bad now in fairness, the main event was hilarious, right, because
0: Hoist Gracie looks deflated, and I was thinking like, First of all, he's the guy who's been involved in steroids in the past. It's like, House Gracie is the guy who's done, like, so much... Not so much stuff, but the Gracies in general, like... So, Henner Gracie... There's a a little division starting in the Gracies even now that some Gracies are criticising the Gracie University, which is the online system. Yeah. And if the numbers are true that we're going around Reddit BJJ, they have over 100,000 active members on the Gracie University... Learning jujitsu off the like through online resources, not training directly under an instructor, for fifty dollars a month. So a mm-hmm. hundred thousand people by fifty dollars a month is a lot of fucking money, and it's the Gracies themselves by doing that no matter whether they want to admit it or not, are completely tarnishing the reputation of, like, congratulations, by the way, Sean, on your promotion to black belt during the week. Because I I saw that, uh, thank courtesy of MMA Strips. Very well-deserved payoff. Uh, All the hard work, all the money, definitely. Congratulations. $1,000. Or in order. Fair play to you. Cost me a lot. So you can see where I'm coming from. As an agitated blue belt that got the absolute piss bit out of him, lost so many tournaments, trained for years to get it, and then someone can study a Gracie University online package, pay money and get promoted to Henner Gracie online, congratulations, you're now a Gracie blue belt. It's like, it's not, it's not on at all. And Hoist, to be honest, just seems to me like, he has spoke out a little bit against it, but he's been involved in enough, like dodgy enough stuff in terms of him failing drug tests and stuff like that in the past to give him any sort of, uh, any sort of credibility in this. In terms of the fight... Absolutely hilarious. Frank Shamrock looks spent. He looks bust. He looks like he does not deserve to be in there. They're officially uh, contesting the fight, I believe. They want to change to a no contest. They do not want the rematch to be branded Shamrock Gracie 4, as it would rob fans from uh, Shamrock Gracie 3, which is the trilogy in the making that everybody has wanted to see for years and years. It is so funny, some of the stuff coming out, like absolute delusion coming out of the, the Shamrock camp at the moment. Yeah, And on the fight itself, sorry, that's just my irks with Shamrock and Gracie by themselves. The most over, like, pro, that's pro wrestling selling at its finest, Sean, that low blow. That was absolutely scandalous for him to even try and react to the low blow so late after it happened. After Gracie just literally held him down like a child. Like literally that looked like he was restraining a child and just hit him a few slaps with a hammer fist and the referee was like, Yep, yeah, that's fair enough. Time to get out of here. Like guys like that like Sean Shark now called out Hoist Gracie. That would be the easiest fight of Sean Shark's career. As long as Sean Shark still had some sort of movement in his feet and boxing ability, he would absolutely wreck Hoist Gracie.
1: Yeah. Because of what it came after, it looked like fucking Alexander Gustafson versus John Jones. <laughs> like <laughs> It it was, you know, what it came after was just a joke. Like, you could see... Okay, Ken Shamrock is obviously shot, but you could see that, you know, he once upon a time knew how to box. Like, you know... What's his name? But uh, High Gracie was... He could throw a few kicks. Like, you could see, like, that he has kicked, uh, you know, a bag at at some stage of his life. When he got down to the ground, he knew, like, to hit him a few hammer fists and stay in a position where he could hit him, like... You know, so if that happened by itself okay we'd, we'd laugh at it and we'd say it was terrible and stuff but, but because of what it came after it wasn't you know, as bad as you know it's it's all relative <laughs> really but yeah it was you know it was pretty bad Ken Shamrock uh, as I said I can go back to that article again. he needs to be safe from himself really um, you know he's an old man now at this stage Bellator shouldn't be promoting his fights sure, so, you know they uh, need to move on from this you haven't been on Twitter in the last couple of minutes have you? No,
0: why? You just got a serious retweet of last uh, week's podcast.
1: AJ Buckley, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see. Appearing in Narcos on Netflix. Legend, great man. What a legend. Thank you very Mm -hmm. much, Mm AJ. Anyway,
0: sorry about that. Where do we go from here now, Sean? What's next for Bellator? Do you think that they're (sighs) going to keep end up doing these events once in a while? Do you think it's a long-term thing to get people eyes on the product and then maybe they'll just tune in for more and actually be able to watch them as they build a little empire? Because I know you and me were both very positive and very hopeful about what Bellator could bring to the world of mixed martial arts in the next year to two years. What, where can they go? Where can they
1: go, really? Up. I'd the th- only way is up. <sighs> like, all Bellator can do is do this shit again. What else can they do? They're not going to change tack, especially when they got 2.4 million viewers. They're not going to like put Will Brooks on their Kimball event the next time, like... This just look. It's just not going to happen. We're probably going to see, like, we could see James McDonough versus Kimbo Slice, or versus Ten Tamrock. We could see Sean Gannon versus Kimbo Slice again. They're not going to change it, and like, well, we never really saw
0: the first time, considering it was in a gym. Which was Sean Gannon, not the police officer that he yeah. fought in a gym.
1: There's a video of it, is not there? Yeah, but there when, when you say or? see
0: it again, I, I mean it'd be our first time seeing it in an MMA fight.
1: But it'll amount to the same thing. It's not a real MMA fight, like. It's just a freak show. Oh, Sean's <laughs> like, upset. It, Ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> MMA is it's a weird thing, like, because there's so many con- contradictions in MMA. Because you want it to be as safe as possible, but it's still two lads be beating the shit out of each other at the end of the day. So a thing like that, for me, you need to be careful with it. Because if you mistreat it the way Bellator treated it, it turns into what people talk about. It turns into that fucking um Irish Independent article where like that say it's barbarism and says it's yeah. you know, this no skill and this bullshit. I didn't it get it an article
0: I didn't get time with Conor McGregor, so instead here's an opinion piece on why I hate Conor McGregor. Yeah. By every person that's ever written a bad Conor McGregor opinion piece ever. Yeah.
1: But like I don't know, this I'm not okay with this sort of thing going on. If you are fair enough, like, some people, you know, some people like these these freak show fights, and I don't mind a freak show fight myself, but when it goes to, you know, they went too far, they've gone too far with this, putting on two of them on the top of a card, not, you know, not promoting other guys behind it, not trying to move their product forward. This is hurting, um, it's not hurting the sport, but it's hurting Bellator that's what I think it's doing and um, they might be hurting it irreversibly if they keep going the way they are those guys can't last forever and when they go what are they going to be left with they're going to be left with a shell of a promotion that is no future and no hope
0: can we just for real like for one second here Kurt Angle would beat anyone in Bellator Kurt Angle would beat Ken Shamrock
1: he's wrestling like so he would he's a legit wrestler
0: yeah and he'd beat Kimbo and he'd beat all them boys Kurt Angle for Bellator is what I say here here
1: Exactly. Well,
0: I can uh, see. I I don't know. I can see where you're coming from, but at the same time, I don't really feel as strongly of it because I've kind of accepted that mixed martial arts has gone into that sort of spectacle, and it has. I do think that they crossed the line in terms of the opponents. But look, how many people are going to tune in to watch a former pro wrestler with no martial arts history prior to this compete and make his UFC debut?
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know they, they Like it'll probably happen That You know They have him Doing different things Don't they And he's fan fest And things They'll probably have Kurt Angle. Like he's <clears throat> He's a legit wrestler He won an Olympic gold medal Like so He wouldn't be you know, He wouldn't be the worst thing Just another thing Actually on this Come here Go on Patrick Sheehan
0: Your brother yeah, Just saved just the day that, there yeah. And I quote I wanted to make something Clear to the UFC For everything that I've done, everything I've accepted, and mostly how the fight ended, I will not accept any other fight other than a title shot. My only exception would be fighting Conor McGregor at any time, anywhere, and since he is scared he knows I'm going to win, it doesn't even have to be for a title fight. You can keep my belt. What I want is to whoop your ass again, anytime, anywhere. Step up, Jose. Mm, Yeah, it could happen.
1: Live by the words. Hashtag would watch, um, yeah. But good, happen. Good happen. I'm excited, Sean. What are we going to talk about next? <laughs> What's next? Let me get. We got our list. McGregor interview. You, McGregor, you interviewed Conor McGregor there during the week, Andrew. Kind of pointless now, like kind of pointless. Yeah, you shouldn't have bothered interviewing him. If he if he does go on to fight Cerrone though, I'm chuffed because there's a mm-hmm. couple of
0: delicious sound bites in there, and uh, Cerrone responded to it already online. I think it was on like a a Periscope or a live chat sort of thing that he did. And <clears throat> I don't know. What do you want to talk about the interview? Have you, you've watched it. I, don't so. know. Have
1: we, I had this written down before this whole thing happened. And yeah. Or,
0: well, like, is it to ask how my ego has been?
1: Yeah. How's your ego been? Out I, actually, of control, Sean. Yeah, I was fairly <laughs> bad before it anyway. Like, so let's be honest.
0: To be honest, like I said to you, like I've said to all of you, and none of yeah. you believe me, this interview blowing up has not affected me in the slightest because it's the exact same thing that I've always thought of my own interviews with Connor up until this point. That interview wasn't any different. The relationship was still the same. The sort of chemistry, you're an Irish person, I'm an Irish person, that is the one thing I think going for me in terms when we interview Connor uh, was still the same. It was just seen by a lot more people. And it's it's no different from, I don't think, any of the other interviews that I've done with Conor. He's still come out with great lines. It just shows how big of an absolute star he is now since the Aldo fight, that more people care about it, that more people want to watch it. And also for the fact that finally, outside of a, a two-minute quick chat at UFC Dublin Media Day, the red and
1: black shirt finally got to meet Conor McGregor. Mick Foley be proud. Mick Foley. Do you reckon, you know, that was your best interview so far, got the most use on it because, you know... You've been talking to superstar for the last fifty-six f- weeks now in a row. Every week, and you're used to yeah, it. When you get to I talk definitely. To think now. I
0: was. I wasn't intimidated. Uh, yeah. Like pretty much, he even said that. He said he called me over. He said, "Listen, Andrew, before we do this interview, he's like this will be a piece of piss for you." He's like, "You, you talk to Sean Sheehan every week. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. It's out of the park. It's unbelievable. This is going to be an easy cakewalk, uh bike ride here for you, right?" And I was like, Connor, no hassle, man. I appreciate that. Thank you
1: very much. And it went from there. In fairness, it did not. One million views, not too bad. 1.4 at the moment. Shout out, shout out to all the people who clicked on it and had a, had a look. Fair pleasure. to you.
0: Yeah, because only 2,500 of you will actually listen to this
1: <laughs> compared to the
0: <laughs> 1.5 million that will
1: probably watch ah, it by the time it's released. We're doing all right now. We're doing
0: okay. Yeah. Actually, so, the
1: podcast is going to be on YouTube as well from now on. So. Da, da, da.
0: Yeah, there you go. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. Um, but no, the interview was great fun uh, I do think it was definitely one of the best interviews that I've done ever And It, it just kind of took wheels And went off yeah. So go, if traffic that traffic. doesn't get
1: us a bit of cash Nothing will Exactly Exactly Right Let's move on to last weekend's UFC cards. We don't have much. I'm not about it. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm not even like this. I'm just buzzing now. I want to know what's going to happen with Conor McGregor's fight. Too, I yeah. do not want to talk about how Donald Cerrone hit a, a, a triangle. It Jesus, was a beautiful Oliveira triangle.
1: Olivera was fucking awful, though, wasn't it? Yeah, he? very bad, very poor performance. Awesome.
0: Yeah, it was like for a for a fight that we were kind of hoping would turn into a stand up fight from the get go. It was like, mm, no, I'm actually going to grapple you against this cage.
1: Yeah, I'll talk about Oliveira's stand-up in a minute. What, what did you think about his jiu-jitsu? The way Cerrone was so easy to pass his half-guard and put on that triangle so easy. What Cerrone
0: was able to switch his hips very well in order to get his his knee through for like a yeah. pass straight to mount. And to be honest, it's not like a Damien Maia, Chael Sonnen a lateral drop into the triangle sort of like, oh, this is unreal. It was as Donald was forcing the half-guard pass or to mount... Uh, Oliviera put his right hand down and ended up getting his right hand trapped. So Cerrone's knee came through the guard and also past his arm. So his knee then was planted on the ground and had his right arm trapped. So from there, Cerrone was like, okay, triangle here straight away. Mm-hmm. It's unlikely to set up. It's very rare, in my opinion. And from messing about with the sequence last night in the gym after i had saw it, it's very hard to actually go from that to pinning down to hitting the triangle. So from there, a lot more people would actually rather get to mount, pick one side, and push an arm in against the chest before stepping over. So this was a unique enough uh, triangle that Cerrone instigated. But to be honest, I do think it was more down to Oliveira fucking up in the initial stages and then leaving his arm there for Cerrone to trap. Yeah, Cerrone did it well. but
1: he Finish made was it beautiful. Easy for him. So, oh well,
0: if you want to talk about the finish as well, you're thinking like oh. Like triangles can be very very hit and miss, depending on the angle, so the arm wasn't pulled across uh olivier's left arm wasn't pulled across he was close he was closer into the area that a lot of people stay safe in a triangle. A lot of people will will drop that left hand all the way through and try to clasp their right hand or towards their right knee, so they're making an angle they're getting it like pushing their shoulder through a little bit forward if you can imagine me doing that right now and with their hand wrapped down towards their own hand like gripping themselves so for me i was like wondering was it an early tap and then i saw cerrone had a had a nice enough lock on it maybe not as much of an angle but i suppose if a guy squeezes there a guy of donald cerrone's size and strength then yeah maybe you can tap someone from there but uh, my first thought was that was an early tap uh steve mazzagatti came under a lot of criticism for dana white
1: yeah
0: oh what did i say yeah, Steve, was. I said Steve Mazzagatti really? yeah. Sorry it's just a, a An auto reaction At this stage I'd say to any Referee and <laughs> gaff yeah. But to be honest From that one I'm not too I'm not too annoyed About that In terms of a stoppage He 12 times though. Did he tap 12 times Tap 12 times Because uh, in fairness Okay the referee Standing right in front of him But on the broadcast You didn't I didn't see a tap Until Cerrone started Saying he's tapping So unless there was A different angle shown But I was about to say that okay, like what's an extra couple of seconds in a submission gonna do to you? But extra couple of seconds in a submission will deprive your brain of oxygen and could induce yeah. a stroke. So uh, I'm not gonna say anything as bad as that.
1: Yeah, I thought he was awful. To be honest, I thought he was awful for the Cody Garbrandt fight as well. He walked him right in front of Garbrandt, and you know he looked like he was stopping and didn't went back. But just the last thing on that uh Oliveira car, or, or that Oliveira fight. What he's so good at is, you know, his lateral movement as uh, as a striker, coming in pot shotting guys, you know, leaving himself kind of open, but you know, opening up guys as well where with, with his striking and and uh, you know and catching them. He didn't do any of that, and I, Brian Stan kind of alluded to it we spoke about it last week. I said that's the way he could win the fight, but he just didn't do it. He just, you know, he hits only one lovely shot from the very start, and I think he just kind of threw his game plan out the window after that. Just decided like to clinch up with him, put the pressure on Cerrone, and like that's not going to work. To beat Cerrone, you know, like you have to land a few heavy shots on him from the start, and then put the pressure on. You know, keep landing those shots, giving Cerrone time to work into the fight. You know, standing right in front of him, allowing him to take you down—that's the worst thing you could do. And I think, you know, Oliveira, Oliveira has—he has the makings of a very good fighter, I think, but he's you know he's not there yet. Uh, there wasn't really much else on the card Cody Garbrandt had a good win Derek Brunson had a good win Cody Garbrandt looked good I have Whatever to say I mean, uh, the one um,
0: Jordan Breen had a tweet up saying that if that division starlets actually do push through in the way that a lot of people are hoping yeah, like a world where John Lineker Cody Garbrandt Aljamain Sterling who am I forgetting uh uh, Tommy Almeida Thomas Almeida All get up yeah. towards The top of that division And are the four guys Contesting for the top Of that division Similar to yeah. Jose Aldo Chad Mendes Conor McGregor And Frankie Edgar Then you're going to have A pretty sweet division In 12 to 18 months time Trying
1: TJ Dillashaw And Dominic Cruz Exactly as well. mm. not The bad boys that all we're all. forgetting
0: Assigned Bibiano Fernandez Maybe Or Sergio Sergio Moraes
1: Yeah Marlon Moraes Yeah Throw them all in there <laughs> Okay, onto this week's card, UFC London, Anderson Silva against Michael Bisping, Norman Park against Hustam Habilov. Initial thoughts? We suppose we get to Norman first, will we? Um, what do you think of that fight? What do you think of his chances against Habilov? I think that he's already answered the question of what happens
0: when he comes up against a... Re- like, Norman Park, most underrated aspect of his game, I think, is his wrestling. Yeah. and. He will feel it's one of his strongest points, but maybe because he didn't get to show it in some of his earlier UFC fights. Um, was it the gleason T-Bell fight that he performed very well wrestling? Uh, I can't, no. or was it his last one?
1: It was his last one, I think.
0: It's really annoying me, because we spoke about it uh, in terms of his ability off the cage however this time you could see him dropped on his head a couple of times suplexes and wrestling but that's what I thought coming into the last fight and he shocked us all in terms of his grappling uh, defense so I do think this is a fight that Norman can actually win I do think uh, it's definitely one that if he can implement his game plan and bring his game to the table then it's going to be a good night for him but skeptical as well definitely a, a potential banana peel I, is he the favourite going in do you know on, the, uh, on the I actually weekmakers? do not have
1: a look yet but I think it's one of those fights I think you put it fairly well there I think it's one of those fights where 29, 28 men, written, were, written yeah. all over it
0: also Norman put it on Facebook the other day do not put this like don't like just chalk this down against anything a lot of Norman's training partners are heavier than him and his main training partner is his coach Rodney Moore do you know what I mean who's 90 plus kilos fought Dean Lister beat Dean Lister do you know that sort of, like, he is, uh, or no, did he lose to Dean Lester? Not
1: sure.
0: God, that's really going to annoy me now that I don't know that off the top of my head. Because Rodney fought- Moore fought Dean Lester. I think Dean might have actually beat him. Um, but it was a ridiculous fight. and he fought Alex
1: Reed as well, didn't he? Or am I going mad?
0: <clears throat> yes, he did. But from my point of view, it's like, yeah, he is that, Rodney is that good of a grappler for Norman to be heavier, stronger, and technically better than him. In terms so when Norman is coming against guys his own size that he has a better advantage. Then again, am I talking complete brown? Are the Irish spectacles on?
1: Do you know what the weirdest thing ever is? What? I just googled Rodney Moore and apparently Rodney Moore is like a world famous porn star. Oh, there you go. No, he <laughs> tapped Rodney Moore in the
0: third round with an inverted heel hook. But I can remember the first two uh first two rounds. Where like Rodney absolutely shocking everyone and was doing unbelievable against them.
1: Yeah, I think this fight comes down to who's the stronger man and who will prove themselves to be the stronger man in there. I think both of their games are very much predicated on b- being the stronger man and you know up against the cage. Norman loves his trips. Um, Ruhu, Sam Habalov loves his trips. Obviously, his trips to Suplex City as well are uh, are a big thing. He loves that. Um, I st- I I think. Norman's going to lose this one but I think it's going to be close I think it's going to be I could see this being like a split decision I can see it being 29-28 either way it's going to be very very close if he can win this, this this is a huge fight this will get him towards the the rankings I think Abelov is an underrated kind of guy You know, he's lost a couple of fights he lost to um, Vincent Henderson I think and he lost another fight after that but he's you know he's a very very good guy training out of Waxen Uh Jackson Winklejohn and uh, if Farkham win this it'll be the, the biggest win of his career but uh, I, I don't know you know I'd probably my pick's probably going to be Havilov but I wouldn't you know I wouldn't really know it's with no grace surety uh why I'd pick that one but um,
0: Cerrone's manager has said that he's asked for the fight and he weighs 170 pounds
1: would get mm-hmm. down as much as he could ah uh, well there's the, there's the option there's the option of fairness yeah Right, uh, Anderson Silva against Michael Bisping. First off, who's winning? Who's going to win?
0: Anderson Silva. I agree. By brutal depth, like Michael Bisping can barely see out of his eye. Yeah. If you believe the reports. Like he hasn't looked outstanding since he's come back from his injury by any way, shape or form. Anderson Silva. Yeah. Beat Nick Diaz whether you like it or not.
1: And he's going to have improved a little bit, I think, since that. Even though maybe that's you know with age and stuff, maybe you think he shouldn't. But he was just just back from injury, what ten, eleven months after he shattered his leg. Yeah. So I think he's going to be a little bit better than that. Even though he's in you know he's another year older now and stuff. But I think the healing process, getting back to normal, will actually outweigh the depreciation of him aging at this stage. Um, for Bisping. I think, look, I think Anderson Silva is further away from his prime than Bisping is away from his prime, but obviously Anderson Silva's prime is a much better fighter than Bisping is, so, you know, they're coming closer to each other, I think, but I still think Anderson Silva will have enough, like, for Michael Bisping to win this fight, he's going to need to walk Anderson Silva down and keep walking him down for five rounds, because I don't think Bisping has the power to knock him out like Chris Weidman did unless Anderson Silva's chin has totally gone altogether, but I think it probably has enough there to, to go through uh, to take Michael Bisping's shots so if he doesn't knock him out I can't see him not getting knocked out himself I think Anderson Silva will uh, will counter him he'll land a few big shots I could see you know four or five punch combination putting Bisping down and a bit of ground and pound in but, uh, putting him out
0: Yeah to be honest I don't see a way where Michael Bisbing wins the fight Yeah, me neither. I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, It would be an unbelievable story. It would be an unbelievable tale. But what I do want to just pick your thoughts on more, what do you make of the UFC's deal? Not so much, but uh, first of all, a lot of people were tweeting me saying BBC Three is actually finishing up as a channel and is becoming a digital station from there on. And from what I've gotten from throwing out the efficient line yesterday is that it's not going to be any original content. It's going to be fight pass content that's going to be given to BBC3.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be like interviews and like embeddings and stuff like that, I reckon. Yeah, Uh, just
0: put on BBC3. So it's it's fight pass content given over to them. Nothing Mm -hmm. is being produced by the BBC is what a source told me.
1: It's getting a leg in the door anyway, I suppose, though. Maybe, but
0: I I am wary of, of deals like this. I think it could be like, to me, a deal like this is the UFC coming to... BBC3 and saying, will you do this? Let's work together. And then they give them some money. The one deal that the UFC did announce this week, in my opinion, which was far better, is that the fact that this fight at the weekend is exclusively on Fight Pass. If you're giving off, if you're saying, why can't I watch this fight at the weekend? That's exactly what the UFC want. They want people on Fight Pass. They want you to subscribe. So subscribe and watch the fight. That's the angle they're going for. And it's going to work. I'm sorry, like, Something like this is what the UFC have needed to do for quite a while in terms of their Fight Pass. If they want to get people on it, they need high name, high-profile names on it, and they need it blacked out everywhere else. So the only place you can watch it is through
1: Fight Pass. See, that'd be great for us, I think, and for all MMA fans. The problem is building the sport. They're like they're still building the sport in maybe a little less in Ireland because of McGregor, the other McGregor thing, but in the UK. They need to be on a television platform in the UK. I, I think um, to keep building it. So I like I like where you come from. It'd definitely be brilliant for us. It'd, you know, it'd be brilliant for Fight Pass as well. But the UFC are all about building the sport. I think, and uh, I think they need to be on on television. But imagine if it did get on BBC. That'd, that'd be unbelievable. Like if uh, UFC was on the TV on BBC television, I think it'd be. You know, we spoke speak about how big Sky would be. But BBC be even bigger? I right? be absolutely huge for the UFC or maybe, and for MMA.
0: Maybe the UFC approached BBC saying, "Look, Sky are interested in us. We're going with Sky. Take this content."
1: Yeah, BBC though, They don't have that much money apparently, and you know they've to cut car, cut costs an awful lot because, they're a government thing and all. they lost all their no sports you now. Basically, apart from like Match of the Day and the those ones that are you know the government make... Curling. You know, make them do. But, like, they only get, like, the World Cups and stuff because... They're a national what, what's that, what's that thing? Yeah, they're the national broadcaster and all that shit. So, it'd be great to see him on there. It'd be huge. There you go. Is there a,
0: Any other crack before we get on to the questions? Bama this weekend. Are you going to Bama you are? I am, yes. You yeah. see, uh, I am... This podcast may be cut dramatically short, Sean, because mm-hmm. we have no idea where Dave Fogarty is at the moment and we're meant to be a next generation in... <clears throat> anywhere between 6 and 8 o'clock so we could uh, Dave Fogarty may end up walking into this room and making a guest appearance on the Severe MMA podcast yeah, it sure. would make you, his
1: life yeah you were <coughs> supposed to go half hour anyway weren't you so you've another 25 minutes anyway. ah yeah well so. sure look go you we'll get into the questions no no talk about Bama there oh yeah Bama oh yeah dads are fighting deadly go yeah. to Bama I'll it's in sure the free arena way. Yeah. Um, Man, questions <laughs> just on Chris, that Chris Fields like, has gone up to light heavyweight actually That's Chris Fields has way. moved
0: up to light heavyweight there was a couple of opponent changes in, in and around and um, to be honest, I don't want to go into a full card breakdown because if you check out Severe MMA YouTube page throughout the week, um, there is going to be a lot of content in terms of fighters that are fighting on the card. Interview-wise, we've done a lot of them already. We're just going to stagnate the release dates cl- as they come closer to the event. Uh, all genuine interviews, fighters speaking their thoughts, not something that's right off the back of a card uh, promoting us, but you know yourself. Um, anyway, if uh, we could get attend Bama, come see us, say hi. We'd uh, like to see all of your pretty faces. I will be there. We'll be doing interviews. Severe. Uh, we'll enjoy it, as always. And uh, hopefully we're treated into a night of great fights.
1: Tommy D. My boy, Tommy D, That's, is going to whoop yeah. your boy. He's going <laughs> to whoop him. The Severe MMA Jewel here. Yeah. I bet will we make a bet does Damien Rooney hate me now I
0: don't know I don't think he knows you exist ah yeah that's fair enough Um, he's better off we'll make a bet so go on what bet how do you want to what's the what's the Uh, terms of the
1: forfeit um, you have to change your profile picture to heist Gracie for a week if Tom Duncan no
0: why do you like what is this is this are you you
1: 12 years old do you still
0: use MSN
1: change your header to I love I love penis (laughs) 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 <laughs> you love me <it> too <laughs> You have to change The Heist Gracie for a week That's it What do I have to do I
0: have a better one Go on If Damien Rooney wins Yeah You have you to change Your avatar Yeah
1: To Joe.ie's avatar For a week <laughs> 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 I'll do that If someone makes Like a joke That are you on. Okay Okay
0: And if uh, If Damien loses I'll stick Heist Gracie's up as my avatar for a week. With a gee, with a gee, with a gee on. on. Yeah. Okay, all right, fair well. enough. Thank you very much.
1: Questions? Questions? Can we move on to a few questions? Yeah. Do you, have them
0: up? you see, now don't like we had planned for a bit of a Bama coverage, but uh, yeah, obviously, with what happened today takes a massive Paramount scale advantage. Like, do we want to talk about the biggest fight of the year not happening? Or do we yeah. want to talk about Conor McGregor at UFC One Nine Six? We uh, talked about
1: Bama last week
0: anyway. And we'll, we'll give it a bit of a recap next week anyway on the show yeah, post-event. Definitely. So, first question. Man in first again. John Beasley. Did Tyrone Woodley actually finish Johnny by making weight and conned it by targeting, or is he an absolute spoofer?
1: What does that mean? What? Is it, what? Did
0: Tyrone Woodley do an interview, say that he, he won by making weight... And he beat Condit by targeting, or is he a pretender? I don't not too sure. I'm we've, not a big fan of. Tyrone yeah, we've given is. our views on Tyrone Woodley. Yeah. He doesn't deserve the title shot at <coughs> all. Um, I am uh, Gavin Sherlock. Will not be answering your question of two weeks out. What do we make of the UFC 196 card? I'm afraid.
1: Not uh, <laughs> great. Not great as it stands. Not looking too healthy. <laughs> um, your broken feet falling around the block.
0: <laughs> Joey Gan would like to know, Conor McGregor keeps saying he's on another level, but Sean, is he on John Jones's level? And if he beats Dos Anjos, <coughs> would he have been the best of all time?
1: Well, if he beats Nate Diaz, I think uh, he'll be up there, but no. I was actually thinking about this, because I saw that question coming in. I think he would have been the pound for pound number one if he'd beaten him. Um, at the moment, I think he's the pound for pound number one anyway, because John Jones shouldn't be there, because he hasn't fought yet, but that's another discussion for another day. But uh, yeah, I think if he beat even if it goes to UFC 200 or whatever and he beats Dos Anjos uh, as long as John Jones you know hasn't beaten Rumble and Verdun by then I think uh, two uh, world champion you have to be the pound for pound number one
0: there you go I'm trying to skim through a lot of these questions that don't include uh, questions about Rafael Dos Anjos but uh, the super lad Karen Stapleton would like to know would you rather have fingers the length of your legs or legs the length of your fingers fingers length your legs there you go, your opinion on the no. 196, 196, 196 Uh AJK Dublin, friend of the podcast, would like to know in case thoughts on the BBC three deal. I know we have will it help or hinder a future Sky Deal? Help or
1: hinder. I don't think it make any difference it really. Mmm <sighs> Jeez. I know, so I go back and forth on this guy because someone told me that it's likely to happen, but then I think you know, I keep thinking that it's not. It's not because I don't like MMA and stuff, so <clears throat> I it gives me hope that someone would pick it up. So I'll I'll say it'll help it. Washing the river
0: at washing the river, well probably yeah. my most entertaining question of the week. A follow up on that. Given that the BBC is about to make awful UFC content, who is the Alan Shearer and Mark Lawrenson
1: of MMA? So two pundits, we need two ex-playing pundits that are terrible. Is that it? Yeah, Kenny Florian <laughs> and, and Kenny Florian. Mm, I you know I don't like Tyrone Woodley as an uh, analyst either. I don't think he's that good. Uh, sorry, it's, for, it's not a shit in Tyron Woodley there or anything. But <laughs> <laughs> someone just tweeted a picture of butter. Uh, okay. That yeah. Keep, Those are my two. Who do you think? Um, I thought that was more of a question like
0: journalists that would. Get the platform and then show how absolutely horribly inept they are. But journalists. But look, show sure, we can't. We're not gonna sling. Uh, we're not gonna <laughs> sling mud at our respected fellow journalists because that's sure. not how we do it th- on this show. There's plenty of him. What? plenty of him. Oh, sure. Look, you can com- till the cows come <laughs> home. You could be talking about it. Um, if that of five thousand actually died, Sean from Keno O'Connell, mm. and I'm saying this, God forbid. Who should have been held responsible and what impact would it have had on Bellator and on MMA in general? Great question.
1: Yeah, look I think first and foremost the Athletic Commission should be held responsible because they're the ones that are supposed to be overseeing this. They're the ones that are supposed to be if these promoters are doing something that's not right, they're the ones that should be calling them out on it. So them first and foremost should be the ones who did the Athletic Commission. Them Bellator, they have you know, you know they have a duty to take care of their fighters as well you know, this this thing of scumbag promoters going around that, that just kind of that should be dead and buried at this stage like and especially in mma i know look the ufc are no sense but i think you know they've kind of run their company in a way that's you know <laughs> Okay, they compare the fighters a little bit more, but I think they're they're pretty good in the in the way they run their company, and they don't, you know, with the health insurance and different things, and you know, getting plastic surgeons in to help fighters and things like that. You know, these owners have a duty as well. So I think commission force did didn't them toward themselves, and that at five thousand as well. Should he have t- should he have taken the fight when he you know had absolutely no hope of winning? Yeah. But not even that, like if he knew he had to make weight and it was 40 pounds and stuff, he probably shouldn't have taken that himself. But he'd probably be the least one I'd remember. Just, um, there was another thing as well I wanted to say about that, which I can't even remember now. Oh God, what was it? There's nothing worse than that feeling, Sean. What are we just talking
0: about it? I don't
1: know, I can't remember. Go on, I'll think about it. Uh, I've
0: got a six, actually, Carol. uh,
1: (laughs) Consonant, please, Carol.
0: Penis. (laughs) The word is uh,
1: P-E-N. Do you know know Rachel Riley, though? No, I don't watch Countdown anymore. She's the new Countdown. I love her. I want want to marry her. She's a Man United fan, and she's beautiful.
0: Perfect. Here's a question from Ronan 1 Duffy. Heard an interview with Graham Boyle, and he said a TV deal would be announced in the coming months. Could Cage Warriors go back to Sky? Now, here's my theory. Cage Warriors make all these announcements around other big things. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Mm -hmm. the UFC might, like... While I still do believe this Cage Warriors card will happen, you can see why people are sceptical. They've had false announcements before. False starts. UFC Dublin. Oh, we're coming back. Then a, a bizarre MMA hour appearance. Yes, it's back. October. Like, so, to be honest, it seems like just kind of keep trying to put themselves back in the spotlight a little bit. From what I've heard, yeah, I've heard some fights that are confirmed. I've heard some fights that have been matched up. But whether it happens or uh, goes ahead is another another thing, to be honest. So, I'm going to hold the brakes on any sort of Cage Warriors-related of stuff until the weigh-ins happen. Once the weigh-ins happen, I'll be pretty confident that the event is going to happen. But until then, uh, I will definitely, I'll hold the brakes on all hype and... Uh, Hype and uh, enjoyment and relishing of the prospect of Cage Warriors being back onto the European scene. Uh
1: uh-huh, I agree.
0: Um, Hyper Shania would like to know why are we still calling Sean Sheehan Sean Sheehan
1: hashtag Rhubarb. Someone started a Twitter account has at Rhubarb uh, underscore Nation. Really? Yeah. So there you go.
0: That's uh follow. Him. That's um, I definitely can. I, I can get behind that. I'm going to follow that.
1: Yeah,
0: there you go. out of all of the Irish boys fighting this weekend who in your opinion will be the bigger name in three or four years time from Will Martin and he also finishes off with can James Gallagher do anything more to make himself look like Conor McGregor
1: Will Martin firing shots here Fire. poor old Gallagher leave him alone Um, yeah, I don't know uh, I think he's a good prospect though but I, was it you would have said he's a little bit more like Gunnar Nelson or was it Graham maybe now he's more of a kind of a take you down and grind you out I think very he's a very good prospect Dylan too because a very good prospect <clears throat> and I I think those are kind of lads he's talking about more than I think Peter we've talked about it before Peter Greeley be the next guy into the UFC but I think he kind of means younger guys um, uh, Reese McKee isn't it from Next Gen? yeah I'm going up to interview him
0: this evening and to be honest him and Mark Andrews little bromance is one of the cutest things in Irish MMA and their story last year was brilliant because two amateur guys that always trained to get each other ready and fight usually around the same time made their pro debuts together against more experienced opponents that people thought they were going to get whitewashed against and then they both won. Do you know what I mean? And that's the yeah. sort of like you need someone like that beside you, going along the way, pushing you along, if you don't already have a couple of others like that. But everyone has their friend. Do you know what I mean? Chris Fields yeah. has Kyle Pendred. Do you know what I mean? Paddy Houlihan has Ashing Daly. There's always that sort of thing within MMA. And to be honest, I think Mark Andrew and Reese McKee are the two standouts more so than anyone to keep an eye on over the next year because next couple of years. Because they're not coming from a gym where well, like obviously, with Norman being already in the UFC, but they're not coming from a gym that S, <laughs> S-, S- the same way SPG have all have done these things already and done them for so long. Yeah, there's a great support network. There's a great system already in place for guys that want to commit themselves to the martial martial arts lifestyle. Reese and Mark both still work. They are working the same job together. Do you know what I mean? They work together. They train together. They're best mates. And coming up that way. I think is a little bit more impressive. You know the way we we talked about grinding at the start and struggling at the start? Yeah. The struggle
1: is real. These two are the two of the most realest guys you'll ever meet in your life. Here's one thing, the final thing I'll say on it. I think um, it's all about keeping your head together and, you know, even if you lose, coming through it, you know, keeping a cool head in your shoulders, right? And you don't know who's going to be able to do that, but I think... If I was to pick one not not just based on skill and based on having what I think, you know, having it, I'd pick Dylan Took. I think I think he just has it. I think he's a very, very good fighter. Like whether he can keep his head in his shoulders, whether James Gallard can keep his head in his shoulders, whether Reese McKee can keep his head in his shoulders. Any one of those guys or Mark Andrew, Moore, of those guys could do it. But I don't know, i I just have a feeling um, Dylan Took is the guy with with the uh with the X Factor, if he can keep improving and keep doing everything, I think he could be a very good fighter. JF Murphy six
0: would like to know how have we celebrated the McGregor interview surpassing one million views? Was it with a Tato Sandwich?
1: Tato sandwich, yeah. Walker's Tato Sandwich. Pretty much. Just
0: constant screenshots into the severe WhatsApp of it getting closer to one million views. That's <laughs> no, pretty much there
1: was like twelve of them there at on one side the Yeah,
0: so place. that's that's pretty much what I did. Yeah. Um Aaron Cullen, era 24-7. Do you think McGregor not having Gunnar in for most of the fight camp would have affected him? Especially, he well, did have him there I, for a while, did well, he? Well, only the last couple of weeks. I think maybe two weeks ago was when he put it up that Gunnar had arrived. Sure, the fight's fucking not even happening now. So. Yeah, sure, look, pointless question, Aaron Cullen. Yeah. Fucking, well, unless, why didn't you think
1: of that, you dickhead? Unless, unless he gets Damian Meyer. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. <laughs> um, Daniel Bradley. He's back. Powerful DBE. Legend. With that of 5,000 being in a critical condition after the Kimbo fight, do you see Bellator putting an end to those riv- ridiculous fights? Uh,
1: no. No, I do you still think they'll do it? I still think they'll do it, especially with the ratings they got. That's all they care about. Well, you don't know that exactly. Oh, Norman Park, Norman Park just said he'd fight McGregor. Did
0: he? Yeah. That's a man who's putting himself out there.
1: hmm I was thinking, do well, you know one of the first things to go through my Duffy. head? Duffy. Joseph Duffy. Yeah. Imagine what things. could
0: have been from that Paria fight? A great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to tweet that now. World Series of Fighting do 11 events a year. Most of them are meh. I don't know if you saw last week's one, but it was in a rec centre and there was a volleyball tournament going on at the other side of the hall. Would they benefit from doing six big events a year with months of build-up? That's from Daniel Bradley as well, his last one.
1: You answered that because I did not listening to you.
0: What? Um, to be honest, World Series of Fighting is circling the drain regardless and they probably won't be around within the next year. But I right. do think having as many events as possible out there is what's going to get their eyes on them and then it'll just kind of uh, fall down. Daniel Bradley, I am saving one of your other questions for next week. Who are these prospects, up-and-comers, have the most potential for greatness? With an unreal list of prospects. But we'll, uh, we will save that as we are unfortunately running very short on time. Severe MMA work calls. Stephen P- Fitzpatrick's. At Thorny Barracuda. would like to know, Wonderboy versus Rory Mack, Sean. What's up? Oh,
1: fuck. There's a couple of people that have asked that as well. Um, you know, I'm a big Rory Mack fan as well, so it's a tough one for me, but... I think Wonderboy is the best, but I think that's stupid matchmaking. Like, it's fucking ret- ridiculous. Um, Good save. <laughs> Good save, that. I nearly had to oh,
0: go yeah. right through you whoa, there for a shortcut.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, James Maher
0: also had the same
1: question. Yeah... Uh, Listen, why would you make this fight? Because okay, Rory wins, he's not getting a title fight because he just lost one and he it was his second time losing. Wanderby wins. <clears throat> okay, he could get a title shot, but it's a very, very dangerous fight to give him. I think he's the guy you should be promoting. He's the guy you should be giving the Dennis Ever type matchup to give, or even Tyron Woodley, like there's no hassle. I think he'd be Tyron Woodley easily, but you're giving him a dangerous fight with no upside. <sighs> just you know Don't don't think it's uh, don't think it's a wise decision.
0: Ty Donovan would like to follow up on that and say Sean Sheehan is Aiman Dunphy and Wonderboy is the Wes Hulahan of MMA. Discuss.
1: That's actually fair enough. Yeah. even Except
0: Wonderboy is good. If he can accept Wonderboy is good. I don't but, think any. Oh, except Wonderboy is, is except good. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get it. that. Uh, G Hennigan, uh, we did speak about it earlier. Why is the fight on Fight Pass Saturday? To get you to subscribe to it. Um and to try take your money. Like the UFC are looking to build something fairly good with Fight Pass at the moment and they have been over the last couple of weeks with good announcements and good content. But we'll see what the future holds. The next twelve months is probably gonna be the most important in Fight Pass's history. And if they can stick to their guns and put these big stars on Fight Pass at smaller events so people will tune in, then I think two thumbs up from me.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: There you go. This is easy. Dan Sterich. No, stretch, no stretch. Stretch. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to have to get a tweet about that Question for the podcast Who's the bigger Zayn in the arse? Zayn Lowe or Zayn Malik?
1: Zayn Malik Do you not know who Zayn Lowe is? He's the DJ lad, isn't he? Ah uh, yeah, he is Malik. Zayn oh, Malik's oh, new oh, song though ah. is unbelievable, Sean I heard about four seconds of it today before switching well, Why didn't you watch it? Because I wouldn't It's a good song <laughs> though 1D never die He tried to kill 1D So why would I listen to
0: him? I forgot You are a big uh, big fan of One Direction i um, directioner I'm Outer just dog? looking through to get one or two last ones before we go. C 86 name your fantasy MMA fiction, stable name and members, WWE style. Uh, Jesus. Also, Leo Duggan, I couldn't see the fire kid fighting in the UFC in 2016, because he's going to lose next week, but go on. Uh,
1: my ones I've always gone back and forth to is uh, Kane and uh, the under Someone Carbill. called Taker. With the, with the Bubba Ray... To what are they called? The Dudley Brothers. The Dudley Brothers. Yeah. Hmm.
0: I'd like to see a stable, fr- like a heel Conor McGregor fronting it. Obviously, Nation of Domination, similar. But you'd have Paul, a Paul Bearer figure, in Ido Portal above all of them. So you'd have all of these guys that people are clamoring about movement. So Carlos Condit would be in. McGregor would be in And Wonderboy would be in Right Yeah you've won that one Call it the Holy Trinity And Ido Portal is the Is the coach Manager yeah Is the manager yeah He's the hype man And they all like Come down the entrance Like doing animal movements
1: They could call themselves The four movement men
0: Exactly Mm. We'll take that Um, And then Finally To finish off As Dave Fogarty texts me He's outside Patrick Sheehan Finishing off the uh, podcast here. Friend of the podcast. Never liked him. And Carl O'Neill had a similar question. So lads, to finish off, who steps up? Alvarez, Diaz, Cerrone, Ferguson, Khabib, no fight. And who is the worst possible replacement of Dasanos out of those people as well?
1: I think we can leave Khabib out. Because yeah, because he's broken. Yeah. And yeah, he'd probably be the worst, gonna. but I think Tony Ferguson is the worst out of the ones. And I think uh, what will happen will be Nate Diaz.
0: I can agree with that. I can live with that. I do want to see Tony Ferguson throw down with Conor McGregor one day at £155. Oh, yeah, that okay. is for sure. Would watch.
1: Hashtag would watch. Oh, do you know what I would watch? It's and fucking Barboza and Conor McGregor. Ooh, Fuck me. Who's he scheduled to fight? Anthony Pettis uh, Tony Pettis yeah I want to yeah, see that so fight, pull Anthony Pettis
0: out of that fight get him in against Conor McGregor either one we're happy as long as well I suppose before we next speak uh, on this podcast hopefully you'll also have watched our video podcast from earlier on when we broke down Conor McGregor and Dasanio's fight falling through a little bit more in depth than we did on this podcast um, and unfortunately I am running out the door so uh, we couldn't go on a little bit longer this week but next week we'll have lots to talk about we've got great questions coming in that we need to use over from next week if at any stage during the week from listening to this or anything that happens over the next while you want to get us to talk about on the podcast next week at Severe MMA Pod on Twitter, at Sean Sheehan BA and at Andrew McGann underscore. But more importantly, between now and next week, we've got Bama. We've got a Conor McGregor fight announcement. We've got Will Andrew book his flights and go to Vegas. The next podcast. uh, Sean, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, sorry. Yeah, you know, you're coming out my other ear by mistake. (laughs) <laughs> we, do you know what we'll, also have? we'll probably we'll, have a, a video a exactly. preview of Conor McGregor's fight that's okay. what I mean the next podcast will more than likely be another video one because yeah. I'll be in Vegas in the beautiful surroundings of hooters
1: indeed or there not so
0: beautiful depending on your taste quality and style preference maybe not either way please get in touch over the next week we'll try to get to your uh, questions tell a friend share the podcast good numbers again the last couple of weeks and as always uh, as a heartfelt thank you from me more than anything that Conor McGregor video interview he's changing our bum lives Sean
1: yeah it was uh, he, he's in fairness.
0: one of the funnest interviews that I've ever done tremendously well received appreciate absolutely everything I said about it including all of the bad comments on the YouTube page go fuck yourselves I'm mentally indestructible you will not hurt my feelings
1: if you have any uh, cure for a broken toe as well let me know
0: Sean needs a cure for a broken toe as well, anyone. So you can let him know. YouTube uh, comment section. So, Sean, it is 4.23pm. We sat down to record at (laughs) 12.45. And what a wonderful day in MMA it's been. You better appreciate it, lads. We'll see you next week.